Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Buck Brief. We're going to dive into the latest in the 2024 election with our friend Ryan Gurdusky. He is the man behind the phenomenal political substack, the National Populist Newsletter. Ryan, let's get right to it. Uh, a lot of numbers over the weekend that have people saying five alarm fire for Biden reelection. Democrats freaking out for Biden's chances and bottom line Trump can win in 2024, according to this data. What do you say? Well, I was on your radio show a couple of weeks ago saying that the numbers for Trump are improving because the economy is bad. I mean, this is really an indictment on Biden. And these numbers show and the numbers came out actually again with DeSantis and Nikki Haley and a generic Republican. And they're all beating Joe Biden. I think that Joe Biden has a serious issue. Namely, people think he's too old, that he's ineffective, and there are both problems domestically with the border and inflation and globally in Israel and Ukraine. And there's no sign of things getting better at all. Um, and I think that voters are generally very concerned. I think he's isolated large groups of Democrats, uh, black voters, young voters, Latino voters, 
um, and they don't feel confident in him as a leader. And uh, those numbers, if the New York Times, New York Times Siena poll is an excellent polling firm, but it's not alone. The numbers have been showing this gradual movement in a series of polls showing there's real problems. And I spoke to several Democrat consultants and they're Opinions are either, yeah, it's a real issue. We're going to lose if Biden is the nominee to, um, you know, hopefully things will change over the next year. The big caveat in the New York Times Santa poll was if Trump's indicted, he goes from winning almost every swing state to losing every swing state. So a lot of them have their hat hang on the idea that Trump will be indicted either in D.C. or in Georgia. It seems like a lot of these trials now well, there, there are a lot of them but it seems like uh in, in each one the timeline is going to be a problem for democrats so if if the whole strategy seems to be or perhaps a large part of the strategy is get trump indicted and i'm sorry uh, get trump convicted and then all of this changes what if they can't get a trial done and get that conviction on the books before the election well, the one that is moving at the fastest speed is the Washington, D.C. case. And the judge seems hell bent on indicting Trump. And, uh, you know, the hope that it will go to the Supreme Court seems, I don't know, it seems like a whimsical idea. But who knows? Other things have happened that could work in his favor and it could move to a higher uh, a higher court. But that is, I think, the Washington, D.C. case is the case that's most likely to be heard first. I think the New York case is basically all garbage. Florida looks like it's going to take a very long time to work itself out. And then the two cases that matter are Georgia and Washington, D.C., as far as politically goes. Um, I'm not sure about the logistics with it, but the Washington, D.C. judge seems hell-bent on indicting Trump. She's indicting everybody um, in associated with January 6th. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. I can't predict how it's going to go, um, but it's not looking terrifically great for Trump as far as who else she's convicted. And they're all these people have um, made plea deals saying that they're going to turn on the president and they're going to sit there and say it was his, that he was responsible. Um, so, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll wait and we'll see that could change the entire parameters of the presidential election. You see college educated whites going from D plus 10 to D plus 30. And I mean, I, I have a hard time seeing the, how, he would uh, he would overcome that. Um, in some of this, uh, some of this stuff over the weekend included David Axelrod of Obama administration uh, notoriety saying that Biden needs to drop out, that only Biden can make that decision for himself, meaning he's not going to bow to pressure. Right. You have to get him out for there to be. But, uh, you know, I, I sit here and I say, OK, Ryan, then what's the plan? You and I talk about this a lot because I get all these people so mad at me because I keep saying, guys, it's got to be Biden. And when I say it's got to be Biden, if it's like Kamala Harris takes over for him or something, fine. Like that, I could see them maybe doing. But this notion of some other candidate who's just going to be the person that the party coalesces around, like walk me through some of this because. I feel like all I get these days are emails being like, it won't be Biden. And and I keep saying, I get why everyone feels that way. But then who is it? Right. Well, if Biden drops out in the next month before the deadline for primaries, there's still a primary. Like the Democratic primary doesn't stop because Biden drops out. It's just that there's a month of qualifying and you're going to see everybody from 
Gavin Newsom to Pritzker to Cory Booker to Kamala Harris jump in and announce that they're going to run for it. And they'll have a few weeks basically to run a presidential campaign. And it's very, very difficult. Um, If Biden drops out after he's the nominee, then it's the DNC, the Democratic Governors Association that sits there and figures out who the nominee will be. It is, with the exception of Cory Booker, almost all the leading contenders who want to be president are white men. With the exception of Gretchen Whitmer, they are almost entirely white men. And um, the only other obvious cases that they're not are Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. And the Democratic Party of 2023, 2024, is not going to tell the first black Asian female vice president, you have to step down to make way for another white guy. I just don't see how that's possible. They are literally nominating the new U.S. senator of California, a state that is 2% black female. They nominated a black female who doesn't even live in the state because they want to give credence to the black female vote, which is the most Democratic vote in the country. Um, They picked a U.S. Supreme Court justice, primarily based on her race and gender. Um, And I don't see how they're going to sell Kamala. You know, step aside. We have a white guy to sit there and come to the rescue. It just doesn't seem like in any calculation possible in my mind. I I think that if it's not them, it will be Kamala. And then she'll pick a a new vice president, and that will be an interesting decision. I just don't see how they tell the first female, black female, black Asian female, whatever she is this week, um, to step aside and to become to make way for a white guy. Okay, now not, what, not what about I want, I want to ask you about this con- the convention argument. Let's get to that in a second. Um, but but uh, for one one moment here, we want comfortable things in our home when we can find them. The new towels just introduced by My Pillow are the next great comfortable thing you want to get for yourself. They're utilizing a cotton that's new to them and new to you. That make these towels both soft and absorbent. It's a little harder to achieve than it sounds, but they've done it. They're not expensive either. You can set yourself up with a six-piece set for a great introductory sale price as low as $29.98 with my name, Buck, as the promo code. The designer premium line is just $20 more. Whichever you choose, that's 50% in savings. To find this offer online, just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special square to check out the new My Towel six-piece towel sets and get 50% in savings. Remember, enter promo code BUCK or call 800-792-3269. That's promo code BUCK at MyPillow.com for these my towel six-piece set. Or just call this number, 800-792-3269. Ryan, the argument then that it's going to be Biden, it's going to be Biden and Kamala all the way to the convention, and then they're just going to say, you know what, it's actually somebody else. What do you make of that? Oh, and by the way, usually the people that make this argument say it's going to be Michelle Obama. Uh, okay, Michelle, nothing makes me more insane than hearing Michelle Obama's being the president. Hearing Michelle, it's like we had to hear Oprah was going to be president for 20 years. That is as likely as Michelle Obama. It's a woman who hates politics, notoriously hates politics, didn't want Barack to be president, hated being first lady, is a, making millions as a celebrity, did not even stay awake for the 2016 election. She went to bed early that night and said, tell me who wins in the morning. I don't care. She does not like politics at all. She does not aspire to be a politician at all. She wants to be a celebrity. She is a celebrity. And if you have a choice of making millions of dollars and everyone leaving you alone as you sell cookbooks and gardening books and are adorned on the cover of magazines, why would you want to be president for? She just doesn't. This is not 
This is this is like the Oprah pipe dream. And the only people I hear talking about Michelle Obama are Republicans. Um, so put that aside. If it goes to a convention floor vote, then you're going to have delegates from every single state start clamoring for one person or the other. There is no key uniting Democrat. I mean, Gavin Newsom is somebody that is not a lot of media, a lot of Republican media, especially, and Republicans are obsessed with. So let's take him as like the foil. He would have to win delegates across the South. He'd have to win delegates across the Northeast. He'd have to win delegates in states that don't have high name ID. And I think the last time I checked, only like 19% of the average Democrat even knows really anything about Gavin Newsom. So who? Jeremy Pritz. I mean, then it becomes a mad dash to the floor where you're going to have delegates coalesce, party, the party establishment sit there and whip votes. And they're not going to whip votes against, I just say over and over, they're not going to vote against the first black female vice president for a white guy who, by the way, has never been on a national ticket. And in many of these cases have never been out, out, a ticket, out, out on a federal ticket. They've only been a ticket statewide for governor. And, and you, so you're, you're with me on this, that it, it's uh, uh, next November, it's going to be Biden or Kamala as the Democrat. Like yes. you're voting for Biden or Kamala. You're with me on this because, you know, you and I are kind yes. of on an island here because the masses are all still shouting at us uh, about how it's going to be somebody else. I've heard. But think of how many people we heard were going to be the president one day. And it just never manifested because they never had anything going for them, really. I mean, and they were never serious contenders. The Michelle Obama thing is a pipe dream. Gavin Newsom has never been on a federal ballot his entire life. Um, neither has J.R. Pritzker, never, neither has um, uh, Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, these are the people that are really looking to launch presidential campaigns that they have been going to early states for 2028. They're not uh, the rest of the people. It doesn't uh, presidential campaigns don't manifest out of the clear blue sky. They take months and months, if not years, to sit there and work on to launch it, if Biden is so weak right now that the chances of them beating Biden are higher than they are in a crowded field in 2028, and yet they are not doing it because essentially a lot of them are good party people. They don't step outside the party apparatus and the party apparatus is still behind Joe Biden. All right. We're going to talk about the RFK junior factor here in a second. But first up, you know, this past summer, an event 30 years in the making finally took place. My dad, Mason Sexton, who famously called the 1987 stock market crash on TV, went live with his first public prediction in decades. He warned the top was in and revealed his unique framework to take advantage of the falling market that would follow. Right on cue, the market peaked exactly when he said it would. Those who listened to his unusual prediction, what some call his prophecy, were richly rewarded. But now my dad is coming forward with the next part of his prophecy. It's a second insight that will catch even the most sophisticated investors by surprise. On Tuesday next week, November 14th, he's sharing all the details in an online event, including why the next six months could make or break your portfolio. I've followed my dad's work, well, as long as I've been an adult and I can follow this stuff, and he's been right on the big stuff so many times. Simply go to this website, thesecondinsight2023.com to sign up for free. That's thesecondinsight2023.com, paid for by New Paradigm Research. Um, Ryan, you know, so we've seen the, the numbers. We talked about this looks bad for Democrats, but RFK Jr. I was saying this all along. I think you and I even talked about it here on either the radio show or the podcast. RFK Jr. The only people that seemed to get excited about him were on the right. 
You know, I, I never heard Democrats that were like, oh, yeah, we really need, you know, a Kennedy in the race right now uh, who's very anti-vaccine and not just anti-COVID vaccine, by the way. And now it looks like people are waking up to the fact that if he's going to pull votes, he's going to pull more Trump votes as a third party candidate. Is this something is this something that people who want Trump to be president should be concerned about or is it overblown? It depends if he can get on the ballot anywhere. Because getting ballot access is extremely difficult in many states in this country. The last, I mean, without a party like the Libertarian Party or the Green Party, the last person to do it was Ross Perot back in 1996. Um, it is extremely, Why is extremely it so difficult. hard? Like, what, what does it require? You know, give me some sense for people every at home. State, every state has different requirements. In some states, you need to get a certain number of signatures in every state house district in other states you just pay a fee in other district in other states you need to have um some other qualifying numbers mostly it's signatures and stuff like that within a certain days and they have to be good and they could never have signed for other people it's a very and it's very litigious it's very expensive very few people can actually get it done without an established party on the ballot um some states are fairly easy it's why kanye was able to get on the ballot in like illinois uh, back in 2020. Um, but a lot of states are extremely difficult for ballot access. And the one thing that Kennedy has in a lot of polls is he has a higher favorability number than Trump or Biden. So if this election comes down to who do you hate less, Trump or Biden, kind of the way that 2016 was, um, RFK is a good soft la- landing page. The thing is that he's kind of trying to create a coalition based on very weird policy dynamics. So he's very anti-vax. He's for a wall on the Mexican border and to stop the invasion, obviously to appeal to Republicans. And at the same time, he is for uh, math, for amnesty, for illegal immigrants. He is for uh, reparations for former slave, for, for the descendants of slaves, um, things that recoil Republicans completely. And I don't really understand what kind of coalition he's essentially trying to build Unless he is going on like vibes and just saying, you know, I can be trusted and I have all these Hollywood friends and, you know, his wife is a celebrity. He's got a lot of close celebrity friends. If they all come out of the woodwork and say, you know, RFK is a great guy, it could convince some people maybe to sit there and cast their ballot for him if you don't like anybody. And you're like, whatever, it couldn't get worse than the two octogenarians currently in the race. You think Cornell West could have enough of an impact that it would be worth Republicans trying to help him? Because clearly he would be taking more votes from Biden. Yeah, if he can get on the ballot anywhere. But remember, in Wisconsin, back in 2020, the Green Party was disqualified by a federal judge for having the Republican Party help him get on the ballot. Had the Green Party been on the ballot in 2020, it is very likely that Trump would have won Wisconsin. And in the three states that matter the most, Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin of 2020, the Green Party was disqualified in all three states. So it just depends on kind of the metrics of which you get on the ballot and, and the ballot access and, and who gets it and where. That's like a big million-dollar question that no one's really kind of you know, dived into, but it's also, can they get there? How much money does he raise? I mean, can he get on a debate stage? I mean, we haven't had a a third party candidate on a presidential debate stage since 1996. So it's possible, but it's, it's very unlikely. And if you're not on the debate stage, it's hard to sit there and see how you can really mount a serious national campaign. One more, uh, one more for you, Ryan. Um, We got a Republican debate in a few days. Is the primary over or is there still a path for DeSantis? You know, it's so funny. And then Christina Push on Twitter, this, she's like, the, the Trump people say the Waka Flocka endorsement is more serious than the Kim Reynolds governor of Iowa endorsement. 
Iowa is a state where it's a caucus. It's not a primary organization matters if the Iowa GOP and the governor and the evangelicals are all mounting a campaign for DeSantis, then DeSantis can still have an upset in Iowa and maybe people will have a second look at things. The big thing that going for DeSantis in January when he was leading in the polls was that people had the impression that Trump could not win. With all of these polls, it is really difficult to sit there and make that argument still. And, um, and, If it was a two-man race, it would be easy to make that argument because a lot of Republicans do not want Trump. But as long as it's a splintered race and as long as Tim Scott and Nikki Haley and Vivek and Chris Christie are still floating around, it gets gets close to impossible. But if if Iowa breaks – Maybe New Hampshire something can happen. I don't. It's just very hard to see how after Iowa, New Hampshire, an upset can happen, because he is basically a de, de, he's a de facto incumbent Trump right now, and um, he has not had the ability to have his credentials really questioned. And they have, and they took too long to attack him on the on his brand. And his brand is I, you know, I'm this honest guy, and I they don't they hate me because they hate you, and I built the wall and I did all these things. When he didn't do a lot of those things and there was really a question on on his the integrity of what he was able to accomplish on the fact that, you know, his entire political machine right now are all establishment Republicans. The people who are likely to fill his cabinet as of right now are mostly establishment Republicans. Um, it's going to be a lot of it's Trump 2.0 and that those warning signs were never put up ahead by by any of the people questioning him they were attacking him on the kind of the dumbest stuff for the longest time and i think that too much time went by i think they were afraid they're afraid of the trump base too and alienating them forever uh ryan uh thanks for being here everybody go check out if you're on substack or if you're not you can go check it out anyway sign up the national populist newsletter i'm a subscriber to ryan's newsletter check it out ryan good to see you my friend thanks so much thank you Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye. He needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel the Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.